This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Yeah, that was, that was a little loud. A little loud? It was a little loud. I mean, I got a new like microphone cover, I got a goddamn screen pop, I got an arm that lets it fucking bounce off in front of me and shit. Balance in front of me. Like I was a fucking radio DJ. Welcome back to Poet in the Morning. On <laughs> KKFM, I don't know. Um, I mostly got this because I guess the mic I've been using for the D&D, because I, I don't use the podcasting mic for the D&D. Yeah. Because, uh, because it was like basically on a three-pod stand, so I would set it right in front of me when we record. Um, and obviously that's where all my D and D stuff is. So I've just been using like, uh, like a, the gaming cause like the headphones I use are like a gaming headset. I just don't use the mic essentially. Oh, okay. But I was using the mic for those. And, uh, you got so many setups. You still playing like three different, uh, nope, just D and D games. Just two. Um, the Monday night game, which is the one we're doing uh, for the podcast. Um, and then Tuesday night we play, and Recon is probably going to join that game. On oh, Tuesday that's cool. Nights. Yeah. Who plays on Tuesdays? Uh, it's, uh, it's Data and my buddy Matt. Nice. Yeah. Um. Uh, so... In the uh, in the Tuesday night game, uh, we uh, ended up on a a, a gambling riverboat because we're trying to uh, uh, Batman a murder. All right, so I'm getting some heavy feedback from you right now. Oh really? Yeah. Sorry, I specifically I'm on the laptop. I specifically put my uh, headphones it was, in it so stopped. that you wouldn't. Uh, maybe it was just the way that I was sitting, or the way because I just moved. I moved the computer and. Is the headphones wired? Yeah. Were they cross? Were your wires your like your controller wire over it? Maybe. Uh, maybe maybe it was like yeah. the way because the computer did start to like whine a little when I moved it. Yeah, it was whatever it was. It's totally it's totally gone now. Um. Anyways, so we're on a riverboat and we're uh. Uh, trying to Batman a murder and um, you're uh, trying to Batman a murder? Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out who done it. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Batman doesn't murder, though. He's a detective. He is a detex. He does a lot. I mean, he does a lot of things, though. So, I mean, that's just. <laughs> yes, he does. True. Uh, and, uh, and because Cloud didn't want to make up any. Uh, fake games he basically just had like poker and blackjack or the games we played we could play and uh so, so I, you had like little mini games within the game yeah so like it's kind of fun because like basically we're trying to like see if we overhear anything just try to get the lay of the land so we each took different amounts of money out and uh and went to different tables data went to blackjack matt went to a low stakes 
poker hand and I took out uh, the most money and went to a high stakes hand. Not the highest stakes, but the second highest. $100. So either a $1,000 bet table or I went to a $100 bet table. And uh, and uh, so first two hands, uh, I, th- I basically bet I have to bet $100 to, to look at the, some cards. Um, and then I throw my hand in because I just didn't have anything. Um, so I, uh, uh, Charlie's texting me. Um, uh, but on the third hand, I got a seven, four off suit and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, one, so I got a seven and a four of hearts. And so I bet the hundred so I could see the, 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 the flop. And I got two more hearts on the map on the thing. So I bet another hundred dollars. And at this point, there are one, two, three, four, five. Five people. So we started off essentially eight people, me versus seven people. Two people dropped out after the first four cards. And then um, before, the, you know, in between the first four cards. And that left uh, five people. Um, so the fourth card comes... Uh, one guy raises, another guy re-raises, and then I call and I push all in. And both Data and Matt were like, oh my God, really? And I was like, I was like, I want to do, I'm pushing all in. And I was like, I want to do it as a bluff. And Cloud was like, Fuck it, all right, roll for it. And I rolled, I can't remember if it was Deception or whatever I rolled, I I, I think it was Deception, I rolled a 15. And uh, so the, so- now, Did you have any modifiers or was it just a solid 15? There was a straight fit, no, I uh, it was a 14 plus, or a 13 plus two or a 14 plus one, I can't remember oh, exactly. Okay. But, um, and basically, there was a queen on a board and a jack on the board, right? Uh, a guy who had uh, two people who had uh, the, the three best hands in the game, two people with a pair of jacks and one guy with a pair of queens all took my buff and folded their hands. So it came down to me and one other guy who had a, a, a six. He had, I had a 7-4, he had a 7-6, and basically because of the pot, because of the cards on the table, we would have split that pot. It would have been a, a split pot because we both had, um, we both would have had the 7, and then all the rest of the cards would have come from the, from the, from the cards on the table, right? I got a fucking 4 on the river and won the hand. <laughs> Dude, I could not believe it. I was so excited. I thought I doubled my money because because all the time I was betting, I was taking money out for the bets. But when I pushed all in, I forgot to reduce my bets to zero. So Cloud's like, you won like 3000 I was like, I got five grand now. Woohoo! And then like... And then you went all in and lost it. <laughs> no, no. I uh, uh, This person we were watching uh, uh, went upstairs and so... Uh, I went to follow him. 
So I cashed out. So I made sure I cashed out because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I wanted to make sure I got that little bit of extra uh, money I had just won. <laughs> okay, but at what point did you guys meet up with Benicio Del Toro so that he could... <laughs> we haven't yet. We uh, My ankle is killing me. Uh, and so uh, we basically, each of us went upstairs and kind of checked it out. And then that's where we ended because we were about to go to this next next part but my ankle was killing me because i had like the it's just like it's been you know it's up and down some days are better than others like yesterday was a nightmare today it's not so bad because i got off at like a normal time and i i sat and heated it and i've been massaging it since i got home so i'm much better off and charlie's still having issues it's like i was gonna go get a drink in a second anyway yeah go ahead Oh, I'm trying not to drown. I'm playing Sonic 2. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I can't wait for you to to hear the podcast, dude, because I have been absolutely roasting B. <laughs> Why? Well, for two reasons. The first one is that, like, Cloud specifically said don't, like, he uh, of the list of things you couldn't be, one of them was Artificer. Because he just doesn't know it well enough to know if you're like playing it right or not, and and so first, I like how I, he's so specific about like how to play. Because uh, I would have told him, like I'm so fucking bad at DMing. I'm just like do whatever you want, and I'll decide if it works. And, <laughs> right, and most of the time, I'm like fuck. Right, like hold on. Charlie said, I'm in bitches. All right, now Charlie, like, call free on Skype. And... I'm gonna go get my drink. I might be real yeah, quick. Go ahead. Calling Charlie Lawton. Calling. Are you there? I'm there. All right, we're uh, Billy was here, and now he's left to go get a drink. I've, I've, I understand. I, I had a drink or two myself while trying to deal with this nightmarish devil beast. I mean, two drinks? That seems excessive for just trying to get your computer set up over, what, 15, 20 minutes? They were shots, so, like, it, it, it works. Okay. Uh, how have you been, sir? Oh, uh, you know, better than the last time we tried to do this. That's my, fair. Uh, my I, I get it. Uh... All right. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Billy. Nice of you to join us. God. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I blame this confounded devil box in front of me. Nah, you're fine. I don't really care. I'm just happy that I'm not the one that was late because poet would poet's very understanding for everybody else, but for me, he'd be like, "Fuck you doing?" Well, of course, you're you're the co-host. You got to be Johnny on the spot with this. Plus, I'm the I, guest. It, you you got to bend over backwards to kiss my ass. Plus, it plus it's low hanging fruit as a way to make fun of you. You know, you don't show up on time. It's easy. I don't have to dig deep. I try not to be late, but you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I was just telling uh, Charlie before you got. I was telling uh, uh, Billy how I've been roasting B in our D and D game. Nice. One, one for choosing a, a wrong uh, class, and then um, uh, cause he's slightly murdery. <laughs> Slightly? Yeah, he, he, they pretend 
forgive me. They pretend to yeah. be uh to be a nice chill turtle, but they are a murdery turtle. I can and see so, them being super murdery, you know. Like, so, yeah. the, the audience will have to make up their mind uh, when the it uh, whenever it gets to come out. You guys must have a few episodes done by now. With like, yeah, I think he's trying to wait till we have like ten in the can. And I no, think, that's a good idea. I, yeah, it's, it's always good to build up a backlog before you get it out there. Like, uh, yeah. And I, I'm um, assuming that's what you guys did, right? Because I was listening. I haven't finished listening to the episode yet for your podcast, but uh, it was uh, the way you were talking about. Uh, I think it, the way you were talking, I was under the impression of, oh, this was this must have been a few months ago that you guys recorded this, right? Yeah, we we recorded the whole first season and got it kind of in the can, and then um, my co-host Crash Ann she started editing and uh, she got hired to do like another audio job. So it was like, um, I I'm gonna do this, but in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it. Got kind of postponed to the fall. But yeah, we have uh, uh, I think I can't remember how many we did. It was way back in like May. <laughs> But uh, I think it was around 12 or 10 or 12. Oh, nice. And like, would you guys just do them over like a, a set period or? Yeah, it was just like every week we'd do like uh, two episodes for um, oh. like two months. We just like, <laughs> we both had such chaotic schedules. It was like, okay, every week we're going to aim to do it on Tuesday and then when inevitably one of us can't do it Tuesday, we'll try Wednesday, and then we'll usually record on Thursday when we're both free. I mean, part of me is uh, is happy hearing this. The other part of me is like, this motherfucker's been cheating on us this whole time and hasn't told us shit about it till right now. You know, you gotta wait till wrong with that. You gotta wait till uh, the time's no. right to let these things come out. No, man. He talks about movies on our podcast. He doesn't do a podcast with somebody else where he talks about movies exclusively. We don't own him. What? I didn't I, sign any contract. I plan this on wearing exclusive. his skin one day. You can still do that. <laughs> I thought Dude, this was like a polyamorous podcast thing. Why haven't we turned this stupid idea into a movie? Why isn't there a horror movie about a person who becomes famous and then somebody kills them and then lives in their skin, but, like, nobody knows or comments on it? That would be really funny if just, like, Kevin Feige showed up at a premiere and it's somewhat, it's like an Edgar suit from Men in Black, which is like, hey, guys, I'm... <laughs> Kevin, your skin's hanging off of your bones. <laughs> it's like, it's been a rough week, this is what how humans look, isn't it? I was just thinking about that <laughs> oh, the other no. day and about like how good that Edgar look looked. <laughs> like even even by today's standards, I still think like man, he looked gross. <laughs> it was a, it's a really disturbing idea. <laughs> yeah, and I'm but they do a great job. That that like little scene there uh, beforehand when you hear him yelling at his wife just before like. If that happened to anybody else, you would be like, oh, God, what a horrific thing. But happening to that guy, you're like, oh, fuck that dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a perfect setup for you. Like, I, I'm okay with this guy dying. Like, they, they had even 30 just seconds. Dying, but being, like, his insides just scooped out and his skin <laughs> worn. Like, okay, yeah. No, fuck him. 
It's very effective writing where there's like, no, 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 we have to make sure you really hate this guy and don't feel bad for him. Man, I haven't thought about that movie in forever. It's a good movie, I think. It is. It's a very good movie. And the third one is also pretty decent. I've heard, but I garbage. never actually watched it. Is the second the one, one left rolling? such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, the second one is like up there is, I think, probably one of the biggest drops in qualities of a sequel of going from like a first one that's a legitimate great film like it's funny it's interesting it's a clever idea the second one is just awful it's unwatchably bad and the third one isn't as good as the first but it if it was second you'd be like you know what that's a respectable sequel like it's interesting it has some decent uh performances some cool alien concepts it does some neat stuff with time bill Hader plays uh andy warhol as an undercover uh mib agent who mixes oh, with aliens man. and it is the best thing ever i, I love bill Hader. bro uh josh Rowland tells a story on uh on uh i can't remember if it was uh nerdist or id id 10 t i can't remember because he switched over um, but he tells a he tells a story about that about I can't remember exactly, but he did something. And he said Will Smith was crying, and uh, Barry Sonnefeld was crying at what he was doing, and he has no idea what they what was so funny. But apparently, <laughs> it was something he was doing that was mimicking Tommy Lee Jones that just had them in tears. He's like, I have no idea what I was doing. A, Josh Brolin does a really, really good Tommy Lee Jones impression. It, yeah, it's it's uncanny. Uh, fun fact: Do you know where Josh Brolin's parents met? I do not. The Batman television show. What? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. They met, and three days later, they were married. Uh, that's the that's a fast turnaround yeah and then they i did that kind of stuff back then though where people were just like hey i've known you two weeks <laughs> well yeah it was, it was the 60s too uh, it was like well his grandparents I, I, were like that like i think they knew each other for like a few weeks and, and they're like yeah let's just let's just tie this knot <laughs> it's like well my parents won't let us get it on unless we're married so let's go for it i guess this is the whole I guess we gotta. I guess we gotta. Either that or it's like, well, there's a war on, so... That more, probably had more to do with it, yeah. Like, we could like, die yeah. any day now. So. It's like, let's get married now, and then you'll get my widow's benefit. Also, like, bedroom? I hear there's something fun we can do in there. I don't really know what yet, but... Yes, I've only heard about it on Legends on the school ground. <laughs> Can you imagine a time before you could just look shit up on the internet and be like, what What do people oh, do after they get married? Uh, it's hard to say, although we used to think like, oh, when everyone has access to the internet and all knowledge, they'll get much smarter. And we've seen the inverse of that is true. So who well, knows you know what? what? I was thinking about this uh, before. I was thinking about when the internet started, it was the future. And then when we met, it was the Wild West. Now it's the Dark Ages. Yeah. It's totally going in reverse. 
te- uh, uh, I guess technological order. I don't know. Yes. I miss when we were on the internet. Like you know, that was a good time back in internet. our day. As a segue, back in our day, that's where I met my co-host for the show I'm doing now. Interstage left. Oh, no. Unfortunately not. They can't make it tonight. Her dad is in the hospital. He's okay. Uh, she actually just messaged me and saying uh, they're going to be checking out soon, but he's doing all right. That's but good. they're still at the hospital. Uh, but yes, from way, way back on the RT days and... RBBTO met dust. It, uh, it it amuses me you call it RT. Well, I never refer to it as RT. I was RBB. I kind of go back and forth on it, but yeah, I mean, I I I, I know it's Rooster Teeth. I just never that name was not a name I associated with. It was Red versus Blue, and the comic book movies because that's how that's the window that I came in through. Yeah, for, I guess. I've changed over the time because for a long time I did just call it the RVB boards. But then uh, when I was doing um, the sequel to RVBTO, when we did Toronto Uncon, it got more half the people that were on the board more thought of it as Rooster Teeth. So it got mm-hmm. kind of stuck in my head as calling it RT. You didn't want to be the guy that was like, oh, you guys mean Red versus Blue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop calling it Rooster Teeth, guys. It's Red versus Blue. Well, then it was also, uh, I stopped calling it RVB because everyone's like, oh, do you still watch? It's like, no, no. Mm. Uh, I haven't watched Red versus Blue in how many seasons? What are they up to now? Well, is tech still a thing? Well, what's funny is uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I started watching this, like, these, it was a rotating group of people who would basically talk video games news, video game news. And I was about six months in before I realized it was a Rooster Teeth production. I was like, holy shit. They have uh, really uh, what like... What is it? Is it... Um, it? Well, it's completely gone. That like, uh, it like, I don't know what happened, but like the, 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 the lady who I guess was a, the main producer, she went to do something else. And then one of their co-hosts, uh, got a job to write a video game. So she left, she's still big doing, I still see her on YouTube doing YouTube related stuff, um, uh, related to video games. Um, I don't, there's, I still see the, the, like, there's like, there was like a bunch of young guys and then like a guy who was like my age with a beard. I still see him. Um, Inside Gaming, I think was the name of it. I can't remember. Alana Pierce was the girl that was on it who got, uh, who now writes video games. I can't remember for who. I think it's for the same people that did, I don't know who it is. I can't remember, but, um, well, I wanted to say Death Stranding, but I think I just have that, that game in my head i don't think it's that same company i can't remember Wait. who who um As you say, are you saying she wrote death stranding because no like... uh she's <laughs> hilarious she um she uh no she got hired by whatever like gaming company to write a game so and i don't know why death stranding was the game that came into my head um but yeah, I was absolutely shocked when I, I I realized it was a Rooster Teeth thing. 
Um, there, there's still lots of traces of it all over the internet. It, yeah. Well, I totally didn't. I missed when they got bought by Legendary. Yeah, I was gonna say because I, I guess I didn't know they got bought. I guess that makes sense because it's not the same people for the most part, right? I'm no, sure. I don't think anybody who's related to it, except for maybe the top two, Bernie and and. Um, well, I don't think Bernie's involved anymore. Didn't no, he, like, is it? Then I maybe, thought he like. Then maybe the, I think yeah. Jeff is still there, and maybe um, Gus. Yeah, Gus I was th- the one I was thinking of. Um, yeah, maybe Bernie got out when he sold it, and then Gus now works for Legendary, and so does uh, the other. What was the other person's name? I think Jeff is still involved. I, I really don't know. I'm talking out my ass. I'm like, yeah. I think these people are still there. I, I, I have not followed it up. Somebody is listening right now, and just like, it's not who it is. It's not who's I, there. Angrously <laughs> typing, they're not there. I had I very. I listen to every podcast that comes out every week, just on the off chance they get something wrong. <laughs> I, about Rooster Teeth. <laughs> I barely had any contact with any of the like higher up RBB people. Like I know some of you guys uh, may have run into them, but I had the greatest one of the greatest internet interactions of my life was with Gus, and that was when I created an ad for Rooster Teeth when you could do that, like, create your own ad thing. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> and I didn't understand that when it, like, where it had the Rooster Teeth address, like, you had to link, put whatever link address on roosterteeth.com you wanted your ad to link to. And then in my ad, I, I said something dumb, like, this is Jedi Poet's ad. But, of course, I'm an idiot, so I spelled ad, A-D-D, and I just got a rejection from Gus that said, uh, your link goes nowhere and ad is spelled A-D. And I was just like, cut, copy, fit to the right size, link to my uh, RBB page. That's my new ad. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I think mine was just a picture of the uh, the tack picture yeah. that I had for so long. And it just said, your page is under attack. And yeah. it linked to my account. Uh, Didn't I don't think to suddenly heroes for a while. Yeah, we probably had a suddenly. Maybe I don't remember. Man, there's my memory sucks. Like you, I don't remember a lot. Of, probably for the best, honestly. <laughs> lot, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of embarrassing things. Oh, 100 percent. There, I'm like, that's probably. Oh yeah, gonna, when we oh. finally got linked to that old uh, family site, it went through with like pented eyes of cringe of like, oh, oh god, I, oh. I, didn't, I didn't go look. I didn't want to. Um, there, there was there was a few gems in there, but it was not a, a I wouldn't say a happy read. <laughs> uh, back to RBB and your co-host uh, Dust. I the name is familiar. I don't know where we cross paths, but because so, you said a they little were, bit on the CBM thread because they were they were on there. They uh, were, they did come into the CBM thread. They uh, um. They and Eric were not on the best of terms. Let's just put it Shocking. the most because po- they had butted heads quite a few times in the political thread. Because yeah. uh, Dust is is now and was back then a mouthy motherfucker who uh, would confront anyone. And uh, I I don't. It was before my time, but I know that them and Eric got into some kind of war. Uh. So they'd never really officially joined the CVM thread, but they would post occasionally. And then I feel like 
this is hazy half memory, so don't quote me on this for sure. But I feel like everybody you heard dust, him were quoting him on this. I feel like the dust account got blocked at some point, and they came back under a new name for a while, and that one they posted in the thread. And then after a while, they got their old dust account back, and then they came back under that. That and sounds we'll... familiar. So you might be because I think that happened to somebody else too. That, to that happened to Celtic, Celtic Cred. Yeah, yeah. Celtic who. Oh uh, yeah, what was hobby. his other name? Hohenheim. Hohenheim. I think it was. No, it was a. No, Hohenheim. not Hohenheim. Hohenheim was the no- another annoying person. That was somebody else. Sorry, Hohenheim, if you're listening to this. They're not. I don't know. They're... You ever wonder where some people are, like that we used to talk to all the time, and now like they're just Re- not around. Well, there's really? so many where I'm just like, oh yeah, that was a person that I talked to like every day for like three years. I wonder. Not too long ago, are. I thought about drums. I was like, what are drums up to? Like, hundred percent <laughs> drums is the one I would say. Jonix too. I would say. I wonder what that dude's up to. I don't. I don't um... want to know, but every now and then I'm a little curious where Grunty is. Grunty. <laughs> In jail. Uh. <laughs> Definitely in jail. <laughs> Every now and then I just want to be like, by the way, Deadline came out. We completely removed any trace of your character so you couldn't sue us. Oh, you- yeah. I was just trying to think about why was Grunty dead to me. Now I remember why. Because he wanted to, he wanted likeness rights for Deadline. I was, like, why what- don't, I was like, hold on. Why don't I like, what irrational reason do I not like Grunty for? Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> Which reminds me, where's my check? Toss the salad. Damn, this like this right shit is more profitable than selling smoke. How did a dirt merchant like you ever learn about likeness rights? You deal to a lot of lawyers. You know what I'm saying? That's why Billy's uh, literally a character in it. We were like, who is the exact opposite of Grunty that we can replace this with? Oh, Billy. Someone nice and like kind of naive and innocent. Like, let's just do Billy. Let's just put him in it. What should we name the character? Let's just name it Billy. Punch. It's so, a good, uh, no, it's, it's, and it's funny because I like the name Billy Wright. I thought I just thought that was, like, I was like, if I became a professional wrestler, that would have been my work name, Billy Wright. Hilarious. <laughs> uh. And and your check is uh, following closely behind mine. Uh, it's been lost in the mail. Checks in the mail. One of my favorite lines from uh, this is literally what that I don't uh, from uh, Big Trouble in Little China is when it's in the very beginning. And Kurt Russell is driving his truck and he's just talking into the radio as if he's like a radio host or something, and he's talking about paying your dues. He's like, oh yeah, I paid my dues. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Just the way he says it. <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell, the original podcaster. Um, speaking of movie. movies. Anybody out there listening, and I'm sure there's like none, but if you've never watched Big Trouble in Little China, please do yourself a favor and watch it. It's fucking it, is, it is a very fun film. We actually opened the Underground Cinema by screening it, and I did not see it until after the underground closed and i was like fuck i should have watched this on the big screen this is so good oh that would have been awesome yeah um speaking of movies am i the only one that's seen eternals yes yes yeah am i the only one to seen the harder they fall yes yeah that was i do want to see that uh, i do want to watch eternals too but i'm not going to uh, the cinema for a while yeah i might go so far the only movies i've got i've been willing to go see in cinema are Marvel based. 
I, I'm I'm tempted to go see Bond. A friend of mine, like we kind of swore we'd go see it when the pandemic ended, and now that it's just playing, we're like maybe we should just go. So I might see the new James Bond. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to hit uh, paid VOD. It's on. You can rent it right now, but I'll just wait till I can buy it. Um, yeah. I highly, highly, highly recommend The Heart of They Fall. Oh, uh, I've heard great things. About I, it. it looks excellent. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. Westerns. I know you don't like westerns. Um, it's very, uh, very good. It's very operatic. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, and it's a lot of fun because what, what I didn't realize is that I mean I recognize some of the names, but all of the characters are real people from history. They just didn't exist at the same time, so they wouldn't. Of known each other, but it, they put them into this story as if they, you know, were on in this story together. Oh, that's um, cool. And so I thought that was a fun conceit. And uh, once I learned afterwards, but the whole movie, I just I had a blast watching it. Yeah, it looks great. The cast is excellent. Um, yeah, uh, I, I ever say. I mean, I've been in, uh, honestly. Uh, I think the fact that. That it's so funny. He was only in like that that one last episode, but Jonathan Majors and Loki just made dude. me such a fan because he was so good in it. That dude, I and like, he I want to see this dude and everything. He continues to hit it out of the park. Yeah, I'm. I'm he was amazing. I'm excited for Ant Man three, but I'm excited for Ant Man three mostly because of him. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like yeah, Ant Man sure three. Good, but I want cool. King. Like I like Paul Rudd. I I, I want to see the Wasp uh, kicking more ass because I think she's. She's completely bad. I love how much she outclasses uh, Scott whenever like they're they're doing stuff. Um, but the fact that he's going to be in it, just chewing scenery, I can't wait for. Um, yeah, it's just like all the Ant Man movies have been good. They've actually been much better than they really have any right to be. Like the first one should have been terrible for all the behind the scenes chaos. Yeah, and the second one has really no reason to be interesting, but it's super fun and engaging. So I'm like, I'm sure the third's going to be good, but give me more Jonathan Majors. hundred percent. And I, I really like the bad guy of the last one ghost. I hope we get to see her and more stuff for Marvel. Yeah. Movie. It was, it was I a actually, cool villain and she's cool a, I think she's playing Jill Valentine in the resident evil movie that I'm also oh. excited to see later this month. Uh, oh, there you are. Oh, that, quite, I got to look and see because now that's going to bug me. Hilarious! I'm not the that only was, one. That was no, funny, I'm Charlie. telling. You, I, I think it'll do well because those movies always did well anyway. So I think people uh, I'm that sure it will. It's I I the trailer using that. Um, I know it's not the He-Man song, but the He-Man song of yeah. a slowed down cover of it, which is like I I that just turned me off so much that I can't even like realistically explain my reasons. It's just the trailer did that, and it was like. Nah, uh, you just killed all interest. I'm sorry. Um, if the movie comes out and it gets good reviews, I'll probably get to it. But I, I have no attachment at all to the games. I've only seen the first Resident Evil movie, and I remember nothing about it aside from thinking this was like okay. See, I really like the games, and this uh, this one you can tell just from the trailer the stuff that they took from the games is a lot of really fun campy stuff i think it's going to be a lot of really good time uh it's weird because they're doing the first two games in one movie that's a lot 
Yeah, but also the stories for those are not exactly the most, especially the first game. It is not like a complicated thing. Uh, so I can see them doing that. And do, that do those games have the same stories or are they different characters for both stories? Uh, they're different characters for both stories. Uh, and they also, they take place a few months apart. So it's weird that they're taking place on the same night. Although I'm not against oh, it. Oh, that's how they're doing it. Yeah. So in the first game, uh, you play either Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine. Uh, and you're stuck in a mansion, like in the middle of nowhere, which As is owned by this corporation. And that's where they keep their secret lab. And that's where they did, you know, created Anywhere the thing. Anywhere else would you? Yes, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's... It, there, it makes all the sense. Uh, in the second game, it takes place a few months later, and like the disease, this the virus has spread across the entire city. Uh, and you play either Claire Redfield, who is the brother of the guy from the first game, looking for him, mm-hmm. who is not in town; he's already left. Uh, or Leon Kennedy, who is like on his first day as uh, part of the Raccoon City Police Department. That one is a little bit more to it. Where you there, it takes place in the Raccoon City Police Department, and there's like a the actual storyline with like cutscenes and stuff. There's a little bit of that in the first game, but it doesn't really happen all that much. Mm-hmm. So I could see there being more with the second game, but it's fine because the second game is probably the best one. So interesting, nice. Um, uh, real quick, back to Eternals. I felt the beginning was a little hammy in how they were like kind of like introduced the team or whatever. Um, but I would say after like 10 or 15 minutes, like I was just like all in just watching it and into the story. Uh, I think that like, there's a big deal about the sex scene and like spoiler alert, there's a love triangle. I honestly, that, that didn't need to be a love triangle. I literally didn't feel anything of that storyline, uh, I didn't feel like the weight of it at all. Um, had they not done it, like had had that part of for those characters, I would it wouldn't have. I don't think changed that story one bit. Yeah, I actually just heard about the sex scene, and I guess it's a big deal because it's a Marvel movie, and they yeah, it's like the first sex scene in a Marvel film. That's like that alone is interesting. I but it's not. I I honestly get, don't like how how explicit do that I'm assuming like not it's a peaky thing like I'm not sure they don't show anything but like how, <laughs> no. how like no just I titties mean, it's, out it's, yeah. <laughs> this is Gaspar Noe like have you, know, you, you see full penetration like jizz flying to the screen in 3D like have you seen <laughs> Debbie does uh, Stark Tower um, I was trying to come up with something, and that was what I came up with. That was pretty good. <laughs> hey, no, Debbie does Stark Tower was that? That is an in-universe Marvel porn for sure. Um, that Tony himself funded and ghosted in. Uh, yeah, it just. I mean, I, I, I. For me, I, I'll be interested in what you guys think. For me, the the reason they did it, like I said, they could have took that whole. St- subplot out and literally just because to me it doesn't it's not needed because these people are like kind of like a family so like you could have just had it be a familial kind of love versus this love a lover's love um and so they're all like old right they've been around a long time yeah they've been they've been in earth since uh we were in mesopotamia which is where sort of the first human civilizations are tra- traced back to. 
Um, so, uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the, Out of curiosity, and I'm not trying to like spoil the movie for myself or anything, but do they do a decent job of explaining the fact that you know all the shit that Thanos did and the snap and everything, and the whole time they just did not get involved? I mean, they explain it whether or not you like. Is it an acceptable explanation? In in, in your opinion, isn't it acceptable? Oh yeah, like I bought into the story, so I was like. I mean, I guess I get it, but like, I I don't know. Like, I've only seen it once. If I I so I don't have enough to be like get down to start nitpicking. I mean, just right now, just thinking about it, um, I would. I mean, I could argue both sides of it. I let me put it like that. I could argue I understand why they didn't, and I could argue that they should have, if that makes sense. But okay. they do explain it. And I don't think it's not one. It's not one that I'd just be like a word. That's the reason. No, it's uh, it's in because of the nature of the story. Um, it it fits, and based on on specifically that that interaction, I'm fully excited for other Marvel villains that they could do without spoiling it. Um, but the post credit stingers are like, again, like, like the, especially the second I don't want to spoil for people that haven't heard, but I have heard at least one of them who's a voice only one. And, uh, like that, yeah, edge of that cuts me with anticipation. Dude, I was like, it was one of those Uh, things where I was like, I had to run through possibilities. And then I was like, I was like, hold on, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to look this up. And sure enough, uh. I mean, yeah, you can cut I'll, it out if you don't want to spoil it, but now I want it because I know one of them and I didn't think it was that interesting. So what is that one? Uh, well, so at the end, they who was were... the first Marvel movie uh, before the MCU? Yeah. The, wait, the some first motherfuckers one... always got to ice skate uphill. Yeah. Yeah. So they, basically, wait, Wesley so, Snipes is <laughs> no. So basically, you see, you see something. And off screen, you hear Blade respond to this, say that says something to this person, who I don't know if they knew they were there or not, but the fact you're that saying it's this is super confusing, I have no idea what you're. T- <laughs> what do you want me to tell you the whole scene? I don't want to. Yes, that's what oh. I was asking. I was like, you all right, of- all right. So this, we, y'all about to get a bunch of beeps. Uh, basically, John Snow, John Snow. Uh, <laughs> is finds this or opens this box at the end that has uh the ebony blade in it and when he rubs his hand like like moves his hand over it you can see that there's something on the blade animated that is drawn to wherever his fingers are and then i can't remember what blade says but blade says to him says to him something off screen and you see him turn and look and that's the cut you don't know it's blade it's just his voice but this makes sense enough to where you're like, it's Blade. Like, it could be well, Blade. Well, it's, it's, if no, he, it's the voice like, of my, uh, yeah, Blade, if you, so yeah, if you know, uh, Mershala Ali's voice, then you get it. But, like, oh, in oh, the no, moment. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Look, the way that you were saying, because you said, what was the first Marvel movie before the, I was like, so it's Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I was oh, trying no. to be cryptic. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was confused because I was like, 
Whoa, so why are we assuming it's Blade if we already know there's a new Blade and Wesley Snaps <laughs> isn't playing someone else? <laughs> it's Blade's grandfather. Um, yeah, so that was that was a real cool one. Do you want me to tell you the other one? Oh, I know the other one. That's oh, the other one with the other uh, one. I was like, eh, do you know that one, Charlie? Do you care to be? Yeah, spoiled yeah, on that it's one? like I've heard, I've heard that. Oh. Like, I've I've heard most of the big like in connecting spoilers. I'm still <laughs> I don't know much about the film itself, which I'm, I'm okay. like. I will, I will hopefully see in theater. I no, I'm not going to see in theater. I'll see it when it comes on Disney Plus. But I've heard it's really good. I do want to see it. I'm very interested, especially on the look of it, because it's nice to hear a Marvel film was shot like a lot in real locations. That's cool. Oh yeah, it looks cool as shit with the their locations. Um, uh, so I might like I might crack. Uh, Ontario, our numbers are starting to go up again which is scary but i, I really just oh yeah we have we have a vaccine passport right now so i'm like maybe if i go soon and just wear a double mask and don't get a drink and sit in the back and like tell people to fuck off if they try and sit near me maybe i can like get in a few movies before we get locked down again um yeah so thanos's brother showing up was uh like because i had heard that uh Harry like Styles. a regular ass dude too. Harry, like yeah, right. I had heard it's Harry, Harry Styles, right? Like Harry Styles yeah. uh, from, had been cast uh, in the MCU. Dunkirk. I was like, Harry Styles has been cast in the MCU, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And then uh, they reveal it, it's in. He's the one in the second, uh, second or the first of the credit stingers, and he's playing Thanos's brother. And I had forgotten until that moment that Thanos was an Eternal. And so without getting to the spoilers, this has raised all sorts of questions are like, is like, what does this mean for Thanos in general? Um, so, uh, but like, but also who is this dude? How is this going to play out? Like, yeah, I don't know. It was, they were, I'm, it, it's, I, I find with both. Uh, Shang-Chi, which I was watching before this because I wanted to check out the IMAX display. Amazing on Disney Plus, by the way, just FYI. Um, uh, but both of these movies and their stingers have me so freaking pumped for this next phase of the MCU that, like, it's like it's getting it's getting insane. And we're which just good, what are we like, like twelve kinda... days away from Hawkeye starting? I'm I'm very excited for Hawkeye. Like oh, I, 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 I I did not like uh, what if I just got really burnt out. I didn't like the animation, and I didn't. I, I, was like, I, I didn't watch it. I, I like the I, animation. I haven't, finished it. I haven't watched the last two. I was just did like, you see all the announcements and stuff that they did today? Yeah, there there's. Uh, I'm all the live action stuff sounds awesome. Everything was like, oh, that's a, oh, it's animated. Uh... There is um, an exception. I don't know about the Spider-Man animated thing that they announced. I'm like, yeah, that, whatever. That, that sounds isn't cool at all. And it, like, Marvel Zombies animated is like, but we saw it. What if? And it also sucked yeah. there. Yeah, but so- they are doing the uh, the continuation of the 90s X-Men cartoon, and I am down for that. Now, so I, I've been talking to a friend of my uh, my cinematographer all day about that, where we're like, both of us are like, yeah, we were hardcore into the show, and... I can't wait to hear that theme again. That is cool. It is also very cool that all the voice actors that are alive are coming back. So hopefully they get paid well because they got so fucked over on the Fox show. 
and I know this because I worked in a call center in Toronto where the guy who voiced Magneto worked before he died of alcoholism. And uh, I didn't so, know that. Like, That's too bad because that guy, yeah. that dude, God, had an the down. voice. It just sounded but, so good. It was great, and I'm sad he's not going to be back. And sadder for the reason, because, like, they didn't pay their cast back then. So I'm excited the cast gets paid. But, like, aside from the theme song, ha- like, do-, do we really want that animated series back? Is it going to age well at all? I mean, I assume that it's just going to be uh, a... While a continuation, it's still going to be, like, a new-ish sort of thing. Uh, just set in like modern day. Uh, compared yeah, to like, I really that hope it's still hand drawn animation, or at least looks like the old style. Because if it looks like the thing they did for What If, like that was awful animation. See, I I like their animation on the What If. I at the beginning of What If, I love the first episode. I like the idea of an interconnected universe. By the end of it, I was like, I would have just preferred a Captain Carter series than this What If. I did like the Doctor Strange episode. I liked the zombie that was the episode. Best one, I thought the I, Zo- Doctor Strange was the most interesting because it was it, also like really mean. And it also was the best use of the medium of animation. I think. I think the other ones hemmed and hawed too close to the yeah. to the films, uh, whereas this one definitely felt more like it embraced the animation medium. Yeah, um, they tried to go a bit weird with it, but like, yeah, I, I, that's why I'm hoping that. I'm really, really hoping that when we start to see the animation for all these animated shows they've announced that they don't do the same style because I thought that was super boring and just trying to be, like, photorealistic. It's it's animation. Like, do something animated. I don't know. It made different. me it made me think of those... Uh, God, now I can't think of the artists, but the, like, old-timey Americana... Um, oh, sort of, sort of like um, the Phil Fisher, like, who did the Superman... Um, I might be saying that wrong too. Um, Fleischer, Fleischer, that's what it was. The the Superman cartoons, where it's no. like looks kind of real, but like rotoscoped. No, not that at all. Um, no. oh, like God. it just felt like I was watching a animated like storyboard. Like if you ever watch the special features where they show like the animatics that they make to like pitch the movies and sh- show the cinematographer, like here's what you're doing. That's what the show felt like. And it was just like, this is Norman Rockwell. That's what the art felt like to me. Like it was Norman Rockwell style. Okay. See, it's not, I don't know. The art didn't look all that great to me either. But although that's not the reason I didn't watch it. I thought it was just going to be like this, its own little thing. I didn't know they they were going to like, because it comes together, right? We're, like yeah. there's a multi-dimensional apparently i didn't get that far yeah uh, and one of the weirdest things is they include in the in the in the one where they finally all come together they come they included characters whose episode was moved to season two so then like all of a sudden when they're assembling the team you just get this character you've that you've never had their story before you're like that's kind of cool though in a way I, like in concept I, I, I can't say since i haven't it, watched it but I'm like i can see like if especially if you're setting jarring. up for another season it felt jarring because it wasn't it was it every other person when they did it was you you could tell where it was in relation to their previous episode so like this just was like oh all of a sudden we're introducing this character that has like that has no 
previous interaction with your like your story. So like it's very jarring if you ever watch it. Um I can't remember what I was gonna transition to. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Woo! So how y'all been? Living the dream. Um, no, terrible. My leg is still bothering me. Next week I got more treatment and I'm just not oh, looking sucks, forward dude. to it. Yeah, I still got two more after that, potentially. Well, while we have this lull, thanks for inviting me back. I'm glad to hear the show's back on. I was a little worried when uh, last time it died out. And I didn't die out, man. Just it goes. Uh, we just hiatus. yeah, we just take breaks, man. That's Besides, the cool thing. It's I hard like to do a show, show when though, Billy like, doesn't know, can... watch anything. That's I mean, what I was. That's gonna... Oh, that's what I was going to say. You didn't watch it because you don't watch anything. <laughs> I mean, I I do. I mean, you're. You're busy, you got a wife, you got a kid, you got a new house, you got school. Yes, congratulations on the house, by the way. It looks very oh, thank pretty. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm very comfortable here. Uh, I'm upstairs now. Uh, we have a de- like a basement where like the TV and like a playroom is. So I was going to do it down there, but there I didn't want to like get in the way of everybody else. When the uh, you know when the world gets slightly better, and also I get my driver's license, I'm doing it trip across the states i am i would love to come crash for a night or two on your couch please uh, please do we've got plenty of space we love having visitors uh we've had a few already I mean, i'm not that far from you honestly i think it's it's yeah it's an it's, eight it's, hour drive because i've thought about it before before the pandemic and everything i was like i'd love to like drive up to toronto and uh, we're just in that general area but then you know it's in the world I, <laughs> I i would be concerned that uh, your trip to America would be like that robot that traveled across Canada unharmed <laughs> within like hours of being in America was destroyed and just battered. Just beating the shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened to Charlie? Yeah, he's killed in Baltimore. It's like I thought it'd be really fun to just like do a tour across America, stop in like uh, different karaoke bars and be like, I'm from Toronto. I don't know anyone here. Come talk to me. We probably should not talk politics. Just, I mean, I'm just curious why you would do this at a karaoke bar. So it's like you get to meet people. Yeah, but these people are all there to sing, and you just would get on the up on the mic and be like, "I'm I'm here to make friends and talk." Boom, sing a song and then sing. like go back to my table. Like, haven't you been to karaoke bars? Like, uh, after you sing your song, like you're at a table, you mingle and chat with people until your song comes up. No, I, one I don't like karaoke, which is weird because I love to sing. Uh, two, uh, I don't leave my house unless I go to work. Fair, Billy, are you there? I am here. I was trying yeah. to think of a way to make fun of you about leaving your house, but I never leave the house either. So <laughs> yeah, I boom, roasted. Real qu- back to your podcast. All right, uh, Blue Rose. What's it called? Blue Rose Cinema Club. Why is it called the Blue Rose Cinema Club? What is the Blue Rose? It is a reference to uh, David Lynch's Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. I wondered if it was a, a, a Twin Peaks reference. Yeah, uh, f- the Blue Rose, it's something unnatural that doesn't occur in nature, but is interesting and unique. And it's supposed to be like supernatural and weird. That's why they in- investigate uh, the stuff at Twin Peaks. Got you. Which is uh, funny because uh, my co-host Anne, she does not like David Lynch a lot, nor Twin Peaks. 
And uh, that I, is I, weird. I slipped. I was like, "What about this name?" I was like, "Oh, that sounds great." It's like, "Cool." By the way, this is reason no take backs. <laughs> oh my god! That's I mean, that's, I, I can't really blame anybody for disliking uh, David Lynch or Twin Peaks because it's it's definitely weird. Uh, it, it's it's a very acquired taste. Uh, we do do we don't do a Fire Walk with Me. It is in the Criterion Collection in the first season, but we do do a David Lynch film, and. Uh, uh, I think that's uh, going to be a good episode. Oh. Is it Eraserhead? No, we uh, did Mulholland Drive. Okay, I haven't seen that one. You're I think talk- the only David Lynch movie I've seen is Eraserhead. <laughs> your, your David Lynch talk reminded me, I wanted to ask you if you had seen Dune. Not yet. Not yet, you're waiting to see I've, the I've seen the Lynch or? Dune, but I have not seen the new one. I, d- I Dude, do want to see it in theaters. I might, like... I, uh... I, I don't know how much of the Lynch Dune I watched as a kid. I do remember it. I know I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. But I watched somebody do like a YouTube comparison that showed like different scenes from the movie between. I remember that they did the shields. Like I vividly remember that from the movie. I should not say vividly because I did not remember how atrocious they did the shields in the first one to the, it, they, they're to the fact really that bad. it renders scenes almost unwatchable because you can't see anything except for these blocky Tron-like figures that have this obscured view or whatever. It, it is a, it's a really bad choice. Yeah, it was 100% bad. Well, that's a shame. I was hoping you would watch Dune so you could, I could talk to you about it. I need... I this is the weirdest movie. I've never hated a movie so much yet continued to watch it and look forward to the sequel. It's not like I'm hate watching it either. Like I enjoy when I'm watching it. But like when I start to think about stuff in the movie or talk about it with my friend Matt who fucking loves the Dune book, loves the movies and loved this or did not love the movies, loved this movie. But like when we start talking about it, I you just absolutely enraged by stuff that happened in that movie. So one day when you've watched it, we'll have I, to talk about it. I will try and it. watch it. So, it's like I might just when it comes out in Blu-ray, I'll buy it, watch it in my cinema, and figure it that way. So yeah, because uh, I do want to see it. I watched Halloween Four a couple of weeks ago, and it's 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 not bad. It's a Halloween movie. Is that the newest one, or is, is no, Halloween no, Kills the newest, newest one? one? Yeah. And that is it out yet? Obviously, it should have been so out. Halloween out. Four, yeah, Halloween Four is actually one of the better sequels in the, like, that, the original. Is that the um? That that's the return of Michael Myers because they did Halloween Three without him. It, yeah, no, yeah, I, the, the I meant is that Silver is that uh zombie? Does zombie do that one? No, Number no, that was no, no, zombie so this didn't was do till like not eleven, twelve, two thousand seven. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. God, was it that uh, long ago? This is good. His sequel is weirdly really good. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a, like a Rob Zombie fan, but I'll, you know, you can tell that he was hindered a lot on that first one because they were like, you got to make it like the first one. But, so he had to like try to do his own thing, but then also had to do the story from the first movie, which gets kind of crammed in there. Yeah. But the second one, they definitely let him do his own thing, and you it's, know, it's really but, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm glad he like did his. Yeah, I'm. It's. I prefer somebody try to do their own thing, even if I'm not a fan of it, instead of just you know the safe route of like, 
here's, you know, the same thing. Yeah, it's like, he took a swing. It might not have worked, but he tried. And that's what's interesting. I always appreciate people that try. Um, but yeah, Halloween 4 was not... It, it's a good concept. It's got good characters. Uh, there are things that don't work about it. You know, the mask looks real bad. Um, it's like It looks real weird. But, you know, it's the storyline is about... It, it, they couldn't obviously Jamie Lee Curtis isn't it so they did uh, uh, she died in a car wreck but she had a daughter and Michael Myers is now after the daughter his niece and she's like eight years old like she's real young uh, so that kind of adds a little bit to it. you're like okay this is it's the same but it's different and the, the the setup of like Haddonfield still remembers what happened that night and you know it there's things that really do work about it uh, that it makes it worth watching. It's not a bad film to watch at all. So it's, it's a good time as far as like slashers go. The follow up, which I did not watch because I've tried to watch it before and it's just so bad that getting through it. Halloween five is terrible. It is the it came out a year later and it was so clearly rushed and they were like making the decisions on the set for like. This like so in Halloween Five, there's a character that you see who wears cowboy boots and has like a tattoo on his wrist that also Michael has for some reason that we've never seen until now. Uh, <laughs> and you see him throughout the movie, like watching what's happening, like he's seeing these things, but you never see who he is. You don't know who it is. You don't get the answer until like the next movie years later, which it also made no sense. It's just, it's it's really bad. They kill off the character that was, like, your main character, aside from the niece, uh, who was the best part of the fourth movie. So, it's just... Uh, Is that like when they killed off uh, Hicks and uh, uh, Newt in Newt Alien, and 3? Alien 3? <laughs> no, it's worse, because at least in that, you, the, you know, they're immediately dead. Well, like you watch Alien 3 and you're like, oh my God, they killed them off? That's insane. But they're not in the movie. This girl is in the movie for 20 minutes and then they're like, nope, Michael killed her. Uh, so it's Hilarious. like, but I already like this. This is why I'm glad I've never, I've never gone through the Halloween series. I've seen the original, I've seen the two <laughs> zombie ones, and I've seen uh, the remake. I haven't seen the newest remake, but I saw the first one. I'll say Halloween, Halloween 1, 2, three and four are worth watching. Honestly, I think they're all worth watching, even the bad ones, because I, I think bad horror like, movies are so entertaining. But as far point, as like, quality, I just did the whole Friday the 13th series this summer, so probably, like, once this new trilogy is done, I'll probably go through and, like, do the whole Halloween just so I can see them all. I but, will watch them with you, 100%. I'll do that with you if you're willing. Uh, I'm down to do, like, a, a marathon. That'd be fun. Uh <laughs> But I yeah, never got the into the one Halloween is not series. good. The sixth one is real bad. But honestly, uh, if you want to ignore the others, because the thing about Halloween is multiple times Halloween has just been like, uh, let's just start over. New timeline. <laughs> this didn't happen. We're just going with. I, I have so, heard that. They're just like, no, no, no. The, those didn't count. <laughs> so the first time they did that was with Halloween H2O, which was supposed to end it. Like that was going to be like Jamie Lee Curtis. It was 20 years after the first one. She was like, I want to do a new one. Let's, uh, but you gotta kill Michael. Like, if I come back and we do this, it's gotta be it. This has gotta be the final one. And it's got a lot of like '90s horror elements to it. They're kind of like, eh, you know, if you're not into that, it's kind of lame. 
but mostly I think it works and I think it's a good time. And the ending is so good. It is one of the best endings to a horror movie, especially like a horror franchise. It's just so fantastic. Uh, only to be undercut by the next movie, Halloween Resurrection, <laughs> which is fucking terrible. Uh, Cause they completely retcon it and say that like, Oh, you thought that's what happened, but no. Uh, that's the one where they're like all in a house and they're filming like a reality show, isn't it? Yeah. So what happens is they have this great moment at the end of Halloween uh, H2O where, you know, Michael and Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee character's character character is, you know, fighting. Like, she goes and like, he's like, I'm going to end this. Like I'm going to, if I'm finishing him off, she beats the shit out of him. She like knocks him off of a second story window, like sort of like in the first movie. And she goes to kill him. And the security guard in the movie who you thought was dead turns out to be alive and stops. Like, oh, you got him. It's okay. It's over. But you know it's not over. She knows it's not over. So, like, the paramedics have taken the body and put it in the van. And she steals the van and drives off with it because she knows, like, and she's looking in the rearview mirror watching. And sure enough, he starts coming out of the bag. And so she, like, crashes the van. He ends up getting pinned, like, outside between the van and a tree. And she comes up and, like, they have, like, this little moment where like he's reaching for her and she feel almost like reaches for him and then she takes an axe and just cuts his fucking head right off and then the nice. Halloween music kicks in like for the first real time in the movie even though it's the end of the movie and credits. Oh, that's cool. It's so good. It's so like jarring and quick and it's like obviously the end because his fucking head got cut off. Like there's no way you're coming back from that, right? But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> In it was Halloween, like turned out it was something else, right? Like I've, yeah, I've heard people complain that they're like it was it's someone else get cut off, and they're like, no. So what he did was he crushed the the voice box of a guy and switched suits with him and put a paramedic <laughs> suit on, and she thought it was him, but it wasn't him. It's so dumb. And then they kill her off in like the first five minutes of that movie because she was she had to do it. She was contractually obligated to do it. <laughs> And she was I'll like, come back, fine, I'll do right it, but you quick. gotta kill me off, and also you gotta pay me a shit ton of money, which, good for her. <laughs> I, she was great in the, like, the reboot reboot, the the Halloween where I think it was Just Gordon Green wrote it. Yeah, like, a couple of years was... ago. I've, I've heard it's really worth watching, I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. It is, uh, I really dug it. Like, as having only seen the first and the zombie films... That film was great. Like it has uh, a truly spectacular long take in the middle, where uh, Michael just goes through like three different houses and just kills everyone with his like kitchen knife. Just stabs and then moves through another house. And the camera goes from being inside the house, shooting through a window, to following through a kitchen, to into another house. It's it's just this fantastic sequence where like this is amazing. Like I've never seen this in a slasher film. Well, I am interested in watching them uh, because you and, know that they, they have a plan too. for the uh, for like yeah. the trilogy they're doing. Like they've talked about that, and I appreciate that because. It's got to be hard to like. Oh, we got to make a sequel. You know, what are we gonna do? But I yeah, like the I, fact that oh, they they have an idea that they want to make a little trilogy here. Yeah, I've heard the second one is not as good. It is good, but it is not nearly as good as the first one. But it apparently has some fantastic kills. 
So I'm willing to give them like, okay, if if I'm not going to watch it yet, I'm going to wait till the third one comes out. If the third one's good, you can be forgiven for having kind of a mediocre second one. Well, I guess from what I can gather, they do like a they they kind of get into a supernatural element of like why he can do these things. That's uh, like under both. I understand because you kind of have to explain why he's like the best killer ever. But I, I really he's also love old. The, like I love the first one where they didn't like he's not supernatural. He's just compelled to kill all the time. Yeah, and I also like how in the first one it's not, you know, that they went back and were like, no, they're not related. Like, this is just, he just, he's just, this is just what he does. He just, he saw her and this is, he decided. Um, Like, her, dead. Yeah, and, but I appreciate the fact that from whatever, all that I can gather, they don't get into, because part of what is so crazy about the middle movies that have been retconned now uh, is that the the amount of explanation they get into about why Michael Myers does and can do what he does is so oh, overly explained and insane that it like just keep it simple like it, it seems like in Halloween Kills it's just like uh, you know what the more he kills the stronger he gets I think that's what it is and you know that's good enough that's fine with me yeah, I'll like, take okay. that like it it, it it you know it's like a crank film he kills someone he gets a power up I'll take yeah. it. And I, and as a video game player, I can I can totally understand that. Like, all right, you got me. Let's. You got to explain something because the dude is in, like, in his seventies, so <laughs> he's raring to go. Yeah, I never really got into Michael Myers. I watched the first one, was bored to tears. Oh what? man, I love that first one. That first one is one of the. It's probably the no, it is the best slasher film ever. Like it, it is yeah, just a so. masterpiece of filmmaking and the, tension and the, the only one that i think would come close or maybe be better black christmas the original black christmas is really good it is that's uh, like it's such a proto slasher film though i wouldn't even go so far like it's more of a weird psychological yeah or it's great i love that I Canadian film. my favorite slasher was uh uh i can't remember the name of it but it starred the 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 slasher was uh, uh, Nurse Cleaver. Was it, what was the name of the the nurse from your deadline, Charlie? Oh, uh... wow! Why am I blanking on this? It's like <laughs> I remember it's she used so a cleaver, which made no sense for a nurse, but it always amused. It's a bone saw they said change it to. <laughs> Trauma nurse. That's what it was. Oh man. Also, you know who directed Black Christmas? Bob uh, Clark. Bob Clark? Clark? Yeah, whose other big famous movie is A Christmas Story. Yeah. Weird. Which is like the weirdest double feature you can do, but I would be down. <laughs> yeah, it's like here, here's a really heartwarming, nostalgic Christmas movie, and now here's like a really uh, fucking dark one. Uh, hilarious. Hilarious. That's terrible. I forgot Trauma Nurse's name for like a while. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should be embarrassed. I could have swear it was Nurse Cleaver, though. No, no, it's I'm it's trauma nurse because they they have uh, she she was gonna be called night butcher and they're like no 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 it has to be trauma nurse because then we can have the nurse's outfit. 
<laughs> when Billy like argues for it. Oh, for listeners, check out Deadline uh, whenever you can in some form. It's not available right now, but but at times it is and isn't. But when it is, highly recommended. We're working on it. We're we're trying some things. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys got anything else? I don't know. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna bleep this out, but. <laughs> It, it's like my mom's got the heat on and I had a sweatshirt on, so it's like I've been fucking. I'm so hot and I'm. So... Um, I have some oh, news. Uh, go ahead, yes. Remember me talking to me about Wits End? Uh, no, but yes, go ahead. Okay, Wits End was the next film that Tim and I wrote. The Tim oh, who nice. helped write Deadline. It uh, we shot it back in 2014. And due to some uh, errors with the sound recording, it was never going to come out. And last week, I got the next sound pass from the sound designer. And I listened to it last night with the producer. It's much Wait. better? And you can uh, understand it? it? We can, it's, it's on the way to being finished. Wow. Well, congratulations. We, we hope to release it next year, so... It, it is you heard rough. it here it first. Is, yeah, so there is a uh, another film by me that will come out that will be like released online and then disappear. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man! It'd be what, nice to get it out. Where would you what, put this on the on the scale? Like, would do you think it's better than Deadline, or would you say it's? It's hard to say because, like, that's a weird way for me to say that. I'm like, do you think this movie sucks? That's not. What <laughs> I, I don't think it sucks. I think like it's obviously like it's seven years ago. I was very inexperienced. We made it for. It was made differently. Deadline. We kind of shot piecemeal. Like every couple of days, we'd shoot. This one we shot over the course of a week and a half at a house out in the country. So it was shot very, very fast. Very, very intense long shoot, long days, uh, far too long. I would never do this again. Like, I feel bad for what I put the ca- uh, cast through. They were willing to do it, but in hindsight, as a director or producer, I would not do that again. Um, we shot it very cheap, very fast. I think it's, I think some of the filmmaking in it is better than Deadline. I think the script for Deadline is a little stronger. But I think this one's funnier at times, and I think there will be uh, they're about equal for different reasons, if that makes sense. Yes. So uh, I'm excited to get it out. It's uh, got a lot of this, uh, some of the same cast from Deadline, a few new oh, faces. Cool. Um, How many movies would you say you've shot that have never seen the light of day? Well, there's one that will for sure will never come out, and. This is the this was my third film feature that this one will and I haven't shot another feature after that. I've shot a couple shorts that fizzled out and I was producer on a horror film that uh, thankfully won't come out. Um, But that's about it. Why won't the other one come out? Uh, the other one is, is uh, lots of reasons. The writer side. It's incredibly racist. Like, actually, that is part of it. <laughs> um, uh, it 
mean, that's so, good that you recognize that. So there, there is some of that. Like it was meant to be kind of jokingly, but it's still like, no, this doesn't work. Um, there is and the writer producer on it and the other producer and myself as director, we, we don't really see eye to eye. And, um, it was made for when we started it, we were promised a budget that we didn't get. And we kept going through trying to make it work, but I don't think it did. It sucks because like one of the actors in it, uh, just starred in a Marvel film. So it would have been kind of cool to have it come out. What? Uh, Shang-Chi. Really? Yeah. That I, makes I, sense, yeah, because he's Canadian, right? Yeah. I, I've worked with Simu Lee. He's a super amazing guy. I, I hope he never has to work with anything cheap or shitty as a shoot I put him through. But uh, awesome dude. And uh, yeah, that film will never come out, thankfully. But uh, there were some pretty cool action scenes in that that we tried our best to shoot with like no money. But I don't think the film would have worked. But uh, that one will not come out. But it's end will. That's fucking it's been nuts a lot. That you directed a guy that is like a big star now. <laughs> when it, when he announced you, like uh, I have him on Facebook when he like posted like uh, the day he got announced at uh, Comic Con, was like holy shit, what? That's exciting. I know it's why I really wanted to see Shang Chi in cinemas, but I just noticed today it came out in Disney Plus. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I want to see. I want to see him kick ass in a Disney film. Um. Yeah, no, that's what I was. I was saying. What's cool is they just today, uh, starting with Shang Chi and um, I think the all the Marvel movies back to Civil War. It might be more select than that, uh, but basically twelve of the twelve of the Disney movies are now in IMAX format. So any scenes in IMAX will play in IMAX uh, format Can on the TV a, uh... and bonus on that or something no no this is all it's just how they're streaming it now and uh shang chi was done all imax so it's not like the dark knight where there are scenes in imax and then scenes that are are regular or whatever um this one the whole movie is imax format so i'm kind of looking forward to go back and watch both infinity war and endgame to see what how how they look on the imax format on my tv that would be cool. That um, would be cool, yeah. Yeah, because I have a giant TV, and it was like, when I was like, because I, like, I knew the IMAX thing, but, like, I guess I just didn't realize that Shang-Chi was all IMAX. Um, or maybe I'm misunderstanding what they're saying, and they're just going to show all of their those movies in the IMAX ratio aspect. I don't know. I thought it was, I could be wrong. But anyways, yeah, it looks amazing. Basically... It fills almost the entirety of the screen, except for there are very, very tiny black bars at the top and the bottom. Because obviously, an IMAX ratio isn't the same as a television ratio. Yeah, where it's like it's the same as a television ratio if you have an old tube TV. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that it looks it looks great on the on the, on streaming it. Nope. The only time you have to pay a premium price so far on Disney is when it's a release day and day of. So like uh Black Widow yeah, I, I could have seen Shang-Chi back when it came out, but I was like no, I, I was still debating if I could go see it in theaters or not, but now I'm like oh, I'll watch it on Disney Plus cuz I really want to see it. Like 
Yeah. Aside from the fact that Simu's in it, and like I, I know him, I've met him, I want to see him in a Marvel film, is that it's Bill Pope shooting a Marvel film, and that just excites the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, do you know anything about it or no? I don't know. I like I know a bit about it. I know the basic plot. I know that Tony Liao's in it, which is cool as shit. That this um, amazing Hong Kong actor, like yeah, one oh, of the best it. actors of Hong Kong cinema. Who has never worked in a Hollywood film? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do a Marvel film. Back that money truck up. Yeah, and he absolutely because he is the it. highest paid Marvel actor to this point. Interesting. Got something like eight million dollars to show in a pen. I'm like, well, good on you, sir. Well, he kills it. Um, uh, you, uh, I can't remember, Billy. Have you seen it yet or no? You're gonna watch it? No, 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 not yet. Um, well, spoiler alert. You guys know uh, Ben Kingsley's back, right? Yeah, I had heard that. Yes, dude kills it so funny i mean he's the absolute best ben kingsley i mean not trevor yeah. Sla- not not trevor slattery or whatever i like trevor slattery that was one of my that was one of and still is my favorite twist in a marvel film that was you'll love you'll and you'll continue to love the character in this one because he absolutely is just the best in this nice um, but I, I mean, I love Aquafina, and so like. You have a cocktail dress in your trunk? I'm not an animal, Rachel. She can do no wrong in this movie for me. Yeah, I, I've liked her in most things. I haven't seen her in a lot of her big stuff, so she's not as overplayed for me as she is for like someone like Dak. But I, I do really dig her. I'm, it's I'm actually like, full disclosure. I'm very likely going to watch that tonight after this podcast. <laughs> nice. Um. I can't. Did you ever see the movie uh, that she did? Um, God, let me look the name of it up. Uh, about her grandmother dying. Oh no, the farewell. No, I have oh, not seen that God. yet. That is on my list of like I do want to see. <gasps> I just looked up. Holy shit! Bill Pope's doing Ant Man of the Wasp three. Hell yeah. Um. Nice. Uh. There. There is a moment in the farewell. That is maybe, for me, one of the funniest moments in film, just based on the context of what's going on. It sh- it just there it this it just comes out of nowhere when you're watching it, and uh, and it just absolutely destroys me uh, every time I watch that movie. That'd be a good movie to watch with my grandma. Do you think? Uh. I don't know. Is your grandma into movies about grandmas dying? Weirdly, yes. Then she'll love it. Like uh, I, I watched Tarkovsky movies with my grandma. She likes weird and dark and sad. Oh yeah, then she'll love it because you know it's an exploration of the difference between East and Western culture and how they handle uh, death. And you know, uh, and this story is. Tells in in China, uh, typically when someone is uh, gonna be gonna die, they don't tell that person. They tell the yeah. family, and uh, and of course in the West, uh, you know we look at that would be you no, know, you have to tell the patient. Like that's like what are you talking about? So it's this dichotomy between the two East and Wests, um, you know, and it it's it's a. Uh, it's Aquafina, so if you have, I mean, I just like her in general, um, but it's a very interesting story, and 
there's just this one scene and it just absolutely destroys me. I don't want to give it too much away because it's it's uh it just kills me. So when you watch it, let me know, Charlie. What, I will do. I I uh, I will. I was listening to what you're saying, but I just ordered it on Amazon, so I will be watching it with my grandma soon. <laughs> nice, nice, cool. Well, you have to tell it's me. Uh, you have to tell me how your grandma likes it, and tell her I to say do. hello as always. I always do. I mean, I feel like I should. I feel like I should tell you to tell your parents I say hello too, but I feel like me and your your nan have a very special relationship. <laughs> My my mom is also a huge fan. It was tonight. It was just like oh, but because like I told her I was doing the podcast tonight and she'd forgotten. And when I was just like oh, yeah, by the way, I'm doing the podcast. And like oh, like I'm not feeling so great. Like what are you doing? It's like oh, it's it's poet shows. Like oh, okay, that's fine. Say hi to poet. So hi for my mom. Just tell, poet. Tell her. <laughs> tell her I say hi back. Say that a poet. She likes Billy too, but she for some reason has like is really like she really likes poet. <laughs> Can I say I'm a charming motherfucker? I mean, just living in the shadow. This is my <laughs> origin story of being a in my head. I'm always like it's Billy Show and poets there, but like for my mom, it's like it's poets show. Uh, like, say hi to Billy. I'm just in the or say hi to poet. I'm in the background, just shaking my fist like. Ugh. But no, she. I think my does my mom have you on Facebook, Billy? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I thought she did because at one point she was like, "Oh wow, Billy has like a gorgeous wife," and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> oh, uh, maybe she does then. I don't know. Hilarious. Maybe I just showed a photo of like the two of you. She was like, "Well, how does?" Because she knew you from the RT days when it was like the 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 little kid of the group, and I was like, "Here's him grown up, and here's like his wife and child," and he was like, "Oh my god, wow." Good on Billy. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? I still think it's weird. I don't know. I'm getting. Nah, I can't remember what Liz sent me. Uh, I can't, Liz sent me something, and I told her I was like, you know, there are days when I questioned how Billy was able to land a woman <laughs> like you. I was like, this explains it entirely. And I can't remember what she sent me, but it was such a thousand. Like, oh, this is a hundred percent why her and Billy are together. That's that's the main reason I'd love to come visit. I'd love to like meet Liz as well. Like I want to meet you as well, I'm sure, but like Liz seems very cool. <laughs> oh, she's wonderful. Uh I mean I have to say that. <laughs> she is wonderful. Oh man. She is uh fucking on point always on Facebook with the political memes and posts. Oh dude, she sent me a bunch of her TikToks today. I watched them at lunch, and I was just cracking up. Oh yeah, she's very popular. She's almost to a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Wow. Jesus Christ! I was just talking about her uh, her W two the other day to people at work. I was like, man, that shit blew my mind. They're like, she got a W two from TikTok. <laughs> it was for like five bucks. <laughs> oh man! Hell, I'm gonna have to ask her to come on the podcast at some point. Like, she like if she like Criterion films? Would you like to come on? And no, watch one? <laughs> I can tell you, she doesn't. What? <laughs> Hey, speaking of which, whatever happened, I thought you two were going to do uh, something. Uh, we're still... Talking uh, about it? At some point, we might, might do it. All right, she's at 99.7K. Dude, you, you, yeah, you got to exploit that. You two should be doing a YouTube channel right now. She you says should... she's going to do a YouTube channel when she hits 100, uh, 100K. You should be a mommy blogger, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Like, I'm laughing because that's a really good idea. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, dads out there that do, like, their 
I'm the dad videos. Or That's why I said you should be a mommy blogger. <laughs> Nobody would want to watch me. Like I, I'm, I'm not that good at that. At the, uh, uh, hey guys, how's it going today? Uh, we're gonna be putting these French toast sticks in the microwave, and uh, <laughs> my son's gonna run around the room while holding one in each hand. Uh, uh. But anyway, yes, uh, the podcast that I was talking about are supposed to be. Can you talk out. about what what films you're doing? Uh, I can. Well, I've already mentioned Mulholland Drive. There's a few other surprises next, this season. The next, the next episode, episode is coming Amy. out this weekend is Chasing Amy. Sweet. That's uh, nice. That was one of my favorite episodes to record. It's um. Honestly, like, uh, Anne sent me the rough, the raw audio uh, video of us doing Godzilla, which was the first episode, and Chasing Amy, and I watched both, and it was like, the Godzilla one's like, okay, like, this is interesting, it's a little dry at points, but we both hit some decent points, and then I watched the Chasing Amy one, I was like, okay, no, like, I watched that entire thing, and laughed, and enjoyed it, and I was one of the people in it, I think this will actually work as a show, because this was entertaining because both of us have been Kevin Smith fans for ever. Like it's in our DNA and going back and revisiting this movie, which uh, is both good and incredibly problematic and bad in other ways that we had a lot to talk about. And I think it's a very interesting discussion where we're like, here's why it was great at the time because it was trying to do something that was different here's why now when you rewatch it it's not so good but you have to remember in context this was impressive <laughs> i so, just uh, i just want to know what is that thing. how does that girl describe it in an evening with kevin smith dumb but harmless, yeah, dumb but harmless. <laughs> um i just want to know if at any point during the chasing a chasing amy episode did you mention that you thought I was Kevin Smith? I did not. I, I saved that for the next Kevin Smith uh, criterion whenever that comes out. I'm not going to watch this episode. I will be bored. I don't know. I feel there. like Yoger Hosers has a real shot at the collection. I'm. You know what? I will. I won't defend Yoga Hosers, but I no, will stand by. I will stand by Tusk. Is it's so fucking weird? I. Uh... I... <laughs> Nah, like it's trying to be weird, but it's not weird. It's attempt. It's trying to be weird, but it's just not. It's like one of those films. Where like, yeah, wasn't this weird and edgy? Like, no, they were sincere when they tried that. The fact that you're winking to the camera the whole movie like makes it not work. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's it's uh, I saw it with B in theaters, and I was just angry when we left i also saw it in the theater and i was I wasn't angry i was just like oh all right it, it's bad it, it tried to be good it's interesting but it's not what uh charlie what are you doing because it sounds like a radio play in the backdrop oh sorry i was moving a few things on my desk <laughs> I just, yes. I just imagine it's a you got a you got a bunch of old timey noise guys behind you doing like a whole routine. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. It was just making me laugh. Uh, 
All right. All right, you guys. I think uh, I think I'm gonna tap out right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me back. If you enjoyed me talking about film but want me to go more in depth, please check out uh, the Blue Rose Cinema Club. And if you two, I will publicly ask you here on the show if either of you look through the Criterion Collection and see a film that you love and want to talk about, you are absolutely welcome to come on and uh, join an episode because the whole point of it is uh, we love film, we love cinema, and we want to bring people on that uh, share that passion and want to like gush about a movie they adore. So if it is in the Criterion Collection and you like it, you are welcome to come on board. Oh, man. I'm going to take you up on that so that I can find the dumbest one possible. <laughs> uh, dude, we already have one guy coming on to talk about RoboCop, so uh, this is going to ah, be fun. Ah, damn. That that's was not the dumbest one. That, RoboCop's it's not the not dumbest dumb. one, no. It's not the dumbest one, no, but I love that movie. RoboCop's amazing. And RoboCop is amazing, but uh, there are some films in there that are like the weird lowbrow ones, so... But yeah, yeah, you were. Menace to Society is on there. You'd have fucked up, you know that, don't you? Yeah. Interesting. That'd be kind of fun. I'd like to talk to you, Poet, about that. But yeah, uh, both of you, welcome to come on, look through the collection, and you are. Uh, the invitation is extended. Well, thank you. I'm going to go through a look uh, uh, the list here, and I'll uh, I'll let you know what I see. Yeah, I'm All right. Now, uh... <laughs> Ooh, Silence of the Lambs is. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Good, it's a good choice. Like it, the whole point of the collection is it's not just like like yes, it is a lot of insane art films and classics and old films and stuff that are important to like cinema history. But they do still have some like odd choices of modern. It's like it's just we, we picked it because it's a good umbrella of like films that are important to the medium of film. All right, I know exactly what movie I want to watch on the Criterion. What? Armageddon. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and he told me to shut, shut, shut the fuck up. I have the Criterion DVD of Armageddon. I will Dude, do that's that. That's hilarious. That's, let's do it. Ooh, Night of the Living Dead. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I have to put the. the... I'm just gonna name all the movies now. Right, I'm gonna have to put the Jeopardy soundtrack on in the background while we do this. Dude, well, uh, look yeah. it over to think it over, but yeah, I uh, both uh, I was talking to Anna a bit before this, and like it was like, Yes, I'm gonna invite both Poe and Billy on board. That if anytime, if you want to come on board individually, you want to come on board on his team, or both, whichever, you are welcome. You'll Word. never get us to watch the same thing. No, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, we don't even I do it for our own one. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Poet. I'm Billy. And I was Charlie. Good night. Bye. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza.
Zach Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. You just listen to the old Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. I'm not saying that I've been everywhere and I've done everything. But I do know it's a pretty amazing planet we live on here. And a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. 